Resale Revolution, this is Kiwi Wiki, and I want to talk to you guys about rented booth spaces, whether it be at a vintage mall, an antique store, a vendor event, or at like a garage sale store. I want to talk about displays, the pros and cons of having a space, and everything that goes into uh, you know, renting a space and running your little mini business out of that space. So let's cue up the intro and we'll get right into this. What does it take to start a revolution? revolution. It takes guts, guts. Determination, determination, and most importantly, know-how. Know -how. This is the Resell Revolution Podcast. You want all the secrets to making money on the side? Women all over the globe are building their own resale businesses with their own money and pursuing the lives they want to live and doing it on their terms. You want freedom. You want success. This is where to get the tips to make that a reality. This is the Resell Revolution Podcast. Alright, so let me do a little bit of backstory. I started out in an antique mall and, and also online and then I opened a 2,500 square foot um, vintage store. I do consignment. I uh, have a lot of stuff that I've found and I have some handmade stuff that I've made and we do a lot of furniture refinishing as well as I have a love for vintage clothing and so I source a lot of vintage clothing for my store. I also rent out a few booth spaces um, and so I have this interesting experience with you know renting the space and seeing how the different vendors perform as well as renting spaces myself. I currently share a booth at a different style antique store than my own um, in a, another state and uh, say another state but it's like 15 minutes from where I am just because of where I live um, but yeah so I want to talk about like my experience with there and what goes into having a space and all that kind of stuff. So first I'm going to start out with, you know, choosing a space. It That is probably the most difficult part. Um, I have been, my mom had a space in what's called a garage sale store and this is just like total, it's everything you'd see at a drunk, junk store but it's been heavily picked through. And so she wanted to get the space and I just was like, I don't think it's a good idea. It was $200 for a 12 by 12 space Unless they charge, I think it was 10 or 12% commission. And I was like, you have to sell a ton of stuff to make that worthwhile. Plus, it was an hour and 20 minutes from where I live, which made it two and a half hours from where she lived. And you really have to be able to come in at least twice a week to rearrange, bring new things, because you're going to sell a lot of stuff. You're also going to find that your buyers are going to pick through your best things and buy them and leave your booth looking like a total junk store with all of the marginal items and the stuff you threw in there just because you wanted to see if it would sell. And so, you know, being in a garage sale, you know, it was really, really tough because it made everything look junky. Like it was just a junky flea market type store and her nicer pieces, you know, people didn't come into that store to buy her nicer pieces. And that wasn't her clientele. And I just kept telling her, I don't think this is going to do well here. And it ended up not doing well. And we just never did well in that store. 
um, because I couldn't, I didn't have, I was giving her things to take there that were not selling in my store and I would just be happy to get whatever, but the booth fee was eating into any margin because we could not get there enough to restock and rearrange and clean. And so I think she was in there for like six or eight months, um, or no, it was like four, four or five months. I think it was a six month contract and it was just really frustrating. And so in my store, um, I, I'm really picky about displays because my, you know, I want that vintage flea market feel. I do a mixture of handmade stuff I buy wholesale that is new and found items in all of my booths and in all of my, not booths, my displays because I want it to look upscale. I want it to have variety. I want it to be interesting and that the displays are so incredibly important because if you don't display things by theme and appropriate colors, it's just going to clash and your buyers aren't going to want to look at it and they have to be able to look at their items, at your items and imagine them in their home. And if it doesn't look good in your display, it's, they can't see it looking good in their own, in their own home, especially the better your displays look, the higher price, you know, the higher your price you're going to be able to put on it because it's going to look like a million bucks. You're going to make it look like a million bucks versus looking like it belonged in a garage sale. And in, in my store, I, I brought in vendors that have very different things. So one vendor has a lot of vintage boots and brand name boots, kids boots, men's boots, women's boots, and leather handcraft like jackets and bags. And she does really, really well. And she has just a ton of stuff in there. Her displays are big and tall. They're really interesting. Um, people are always hanging out in there looking at things and they want to be a part of that space. I also have another vendor who has two little kids and she really, really, really struggles to bring in enough stuff. So I'm constantly talking to her about, you need to bring more stuff in, you need to bring more stuff in because she's making her booth rent plus a little bit more money, but it's just not doing as well as it could be because her booth is empty. She's not rearranging. She just can't keep up. And I'm always kind of like, you just need to bring more stuff in, you bring more stuff in. And I have another vendor who used to have a jewelry store and a floral shop. And so she's really good at displays. Um, the thing about her stuff is her her items are very they're a little more high end and they're very decorative in nature and they kind of appeal to a certain eye. And so if you have a space, you know, a 10 by 10 or she has like a 10 by 16, so it's my biggest space and you you really in that small of a space, you really have to dial in what what the theme is. You know, you can have little mini themes but what really sells well is if you stick to what you like and what you know, and that will, you will become the theme and the feel of your space. And, you know, I've had so many different vendors come and go. When I first started my business, I was 50% rented space and 50% consignment and my own found things. And I had to do away with some vendors because they, you know, they just couldn't keep up. They weren't coming in and rearranging. They weren't bringing in new things and also pricing was a big issue. I had one vendor who had very nice collectible things, but my local market didn't appreciate them at the price that she was asking. They would have done way better online. And so if you have a rented space, you need to um, you know, recognize that some things will sell quicker and better online, but maybe you don't wanna ship them because they're fragile or breakable or whatnot. And so at my antique mall booth and in my store, I put things either in my antique mall booth or in my store before I put them online, even with 
there are some exceptions, but I try them in the store so I don't have to ship them and I don't have to deal with returns. So it's, it's actually, if you're really trying to uh, boost up your numbers and your sales and really get serious about having a resale business, it is really, really good to have a space in a rented, you know, a rented mall uh, to sell things before you put them online or give them a chance to, um, before you put them online. And so back to selecting a space, this is going to be a very long podcast, uh, it, it, you really have to find a space that is appropriate for your eye and the stuff that you tend to buy. And like I told my mom, going into that garage store, your items are too high end for the store. And so if you have a lot of vintage things, um, you would do better in an antique mall, especially since people are looking for more decor items, they're looking for that shabby chic, and they will go an to antique malls and vintage shops to find those. Um, it also, another outlet that's really good is event spaces. Locally, we have a few vintage markets that happen. They happen twice a year, and it's a really good opportunity to go and uh, sell a lot of things very quickly. And a lot of the times the prices are very comparable to what I sell them for on the store. And so besides the time of setup and tear down and being there all day or days, depending on how long it is, it's actually a, a really good opportunity. There's a lot of huge markets happening in the bigger cities. Um, they're just ginormous and they, they bring in thousands and thousands of people and it's just awesome. Like vintage markets, flea market pop-ups are the, the happening thing right now. And so even if you don't want to run a space, they deal with every day, saving some things to try at one of those events before putting them online is an awesome way to go too because you can sell a ton of product, you can see what people are buying, how they're interacting with things, and you can adjust, adjust your sourcing uh, you know, based on what you're witnessing, because I, the things I buy now are, I have a better eye than when I started my store two years ago. Like the stuff I used to buy, I would never touch now, but I've just gotten better at seeing what the people are buying and, you know, recognizing better quality items because I've had these experiences. So if you want to get serious, like really think about these rented events and, uh, you know, the vendor events and getting a rented space. A lot of times they'll even allow you to trade some of your booth rent for a day working in the store. And that's an amazing opportunity, like just amazing to see what people are buying and kind of get a feel for, you know, a variety of things by taking that opportunity. Um, so we'll go back through this. Uh, the, the important things to remember when you have a booth space is make sure you're renting in the right place for your eye and the stuff you tend to buy. Uh, your displays are extremely important. Make them interesting, make them balanced, make them shoppable, meaning people can interact and touch and feel your items. Unless they're high-end collectibles and jewelry that they might still put them behind a case, but it is very important that people can handle your items. And if it's way up on a shelf and it's not interesting enough, they won't ask for it. Like I learned this working uh, high-end retail when I first got out of college. Like you want people to handle them because as soon as they're in their hands, they can imagine ownership of their items, of your items, and then they buy them and then they're their items. Um, and then also pricing. Don't price your stuff too expensive because if people come in and they see a few items priced really high, they're going to quit looking. They're just going to quit looking. So it's really, really important to price your things um, at a good price. What you can do, um, the booth next to mine 
at the antique mall actually prices their stuff a little high and then they put their entire booth 50% off because then it gives the illusion of getting a good deal on something. Um, I don't know how well it's working for him. I still see a lot of stuff there. Um, I just tend to price myself myself reasonably and then uh, discount it. Um, but then it goes back to making sure you're not overpaying. And so it's, I highly recommend you guys renting a space to get your feet wet in it. Um, you can also share a space with somebody and kind of go, uh, you know, halvesies. But that's also a little difficult because I share that space with my mom and we tend to have a different eye. And then our decorating style and our display style kind of clash. And so it can be a little tough, but if you have someone that has a similar eye and you can source enough products that way, it's a great opportunity. Um, but yeah, if I missed anything, post, uh, let me know on the Resale Revolution Facebook page. You can find that at Resale Revolution, facebook.com slash Resale Revolution now. Or follow us on Instagram at Resale Revolution now. And I'd love to get all your guys' questions answered. There's just so much to running a space. Um, but the main things is uh, making sure you're in the right spot, pricing it accordingly, making sure your displays are attractive, um, and and making sure you're bringing enough product. That's that's just important. Like if you don't have enough stuff, you're not gonna have enough stuff to turn over and a big enough variety. You can shove a lot of stuff into a 10 by 10 space and still make it attractive. Um, if you're on the Resale Revolution Facebook page, there's the Pinterest boards on antique mall like spaces and kind of display uh, ideas which can be really helpful to you guys um, all right that is it for now i know i probably missed a few things because there's just there's so much to it um, but those are the main things like as long as you got those four things down you'll you'll do just fine and you can kind of tweak along the way um, but yeah, get out there, call some malls, do research. I'm sure as resellers, you guys have visited a lot of the stores. Um, get on a list. Some of the better stores might have a list, um, but just keep hitting them up. Uh, my mom was trying to get a space in the store that we're in now for quite a while. And then one day I just called him up and he happened to have a spot and he wasn't really following the list. He just let me in because I bugged them enough. You know, I called him twice and he's like, okay, you can have a spot. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening in and I will talk to you guys tomorrow.